Chip left. I don't remember. Good to see you all here. It's fun to see um, different things going around in the neighborhoods. I know that Sherman had their big like tractor parade yesterday. I happened to be in town for that. Some people are having open houses. Um, people are getting trees up and presents out and doing a lot of shopping. It's a fun time to be together to worship, but also just to see what's going on around different towns and see lights on people's houses. So it's a fun time of year. Uh, don't forget that we also have some things planned as well. So December 17th are Carol's Cookies and Cards. So you can start baking now, writing those cards, handing them out. Um, there is a box out back where you can put in your Christmas cards if you have cards for family members. And then we'll have a time to set them out on a table, kind of help you organize them. Sometimes the kids run them around to people as well, which is nice. For the cards, cookies, and carols? It doesn't list the time of night. Yeah, I think we had said the cards. Oh, um, is it? Yeah, 6.30 to 8 something. Yeah, on December 17th. So we'll say 6.30. Just make sure we have a note of that. Um, we're still taking canned food. Sammy reminded me, my boy, this morning. Oh, by the way, they're still doing canned food, so we need to get some of that in. Um, but canned pumpkin, evaporated milk, and other types of food for the Ripley uh, Food Pantry. It's good for people to have that and just to be able to enjoy those unique foods over Christmas. Are there any other announcements? 
What's that? Oh, um, sometimes we do, maybe every year we've done it, where there's a New Year's Eve get-together. Um, so we're interested in doing that again this year, and that would be New Year's Eve, probably 6.30 or 6 to 8, something like that. Um, but I guess they're trying to put out some feelers and see if people would be interested in doing something early before it gets, um, so kids can have a good time and then go to bed. Cause, we just play a lot of games. That's yeah, we just play a lot of games, bring some snacks, hang out, and that's about it. Just fellowship and enjoy one another. So that would be New Year's Eve. So just putting that out there, see if people have any interest. Maybe we'll chat with some people afterwards. But anything else? If not, what we're going to do today is we're going to have some kids sprinkled in to uh, play some piano pieces. And we're going to start with Scarlett. And then right after Scarlett is going to be Vera Sandberg. And they're going to play a song in, instead of singing our first hymn this morning. So come on up, Scarlett, and you can start us off. piano teacher for a lot of the kids here is actually Carrie Byard, who is the music minister at the Baptist Church in Mayville. So we actually have quite a bit of kids in the church here who've been taught by him. Sale has been taught by him for 10 years now. So he's been, and he was a teacher to some of you know, oh, what's their name? Anyways, a family in Northeast who had six children put all of her kids through Mr. Byers' lessons as well. And she's the one who told me, oh, you got to put your kids in there. So uh, he's been ministering in that way to children and adults for a very long time. And he's, he's done great. Go ahead, Vera. With that, we'll have our scripture reading by my father. Scripture reading? Yep. 
Hopefully this face won't shock you today, but I fell off a ladder. <laughs> so just uh, suffice it to say that much. If you want to know more about it, ask anybody else who knows. They'll tell you the folly of the ladder I used and everything else. But we're going to read uh, some passages that the messages of the angel came out in. And so we're going to start in verse 5 of Luke 1 and read through 38 and then back up into Matthew to read one of the other um, messages. So, verse 5 of chapter 1 of Luke. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. When the time came for the burning of incense, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered why he had stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had had a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, After this, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people." In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was 
greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And going back to the third message of the angels is in chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 18. And we'll read to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because she was, because what was conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the prophet had said. The Lord had said through the prophet, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Those are the three messages we're going to try to cover today. It'll be an ambitious sermon. If you'll turn with me in your hymnals to hymn number 118, we'll sing together, What Child Is This? 118, What Child Is This? What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Who angels greet with anthems sweet, the silent watch are keeping? King whom shepherds guard and angels sing. This, this is Christ. 
in the babe, the Son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate, where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christian, fear for sinners here, the silent word is Shepherds guard and angels sing. This, this is Christ the King, the Babe, the Son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, King to There were a lot of prayer requests, I would say, last week, and I didn't know if we had any updates on any of those from last week. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, my, my buddy Chuck Williams' mother died this morning. Okay. Ripley, Mississippi, okay. That was your friend's daughter? Yes, she was 48. Lisa. Did she have children and husband? Husband and three children. Husband and three children. Okay. Was there anything else that... Okay. The Serpentine said their granddaughter Annabelle had her surgery and she did very well. Later the next day she was up started crawling for the first time, so it didn't slow her down at all. Okay. Anything else? Any other prayer requests or items of praise? Okay, if not, let's pray together. Lord God, we just thank you for your work in the world. We thank you for your hand in all of it. God, there are numbers of people passing away every single day, and some of those mean a lot to us, and some of us we can barely remember. There's wars around the world and all sorts of things happening. And uh, sometimes we feel bad because we can't keep track of it all, but you can. And that's why we come to you today, because you're intimately involved in each of those situations. 
God, we thank you for answers to prayer. We also thank you for the lives that you've given to us. Um, God, we just, in our weakness, pray for your strength. We know that when we are weak, that you are strong. God, for this mother who passed away and left her husband and children, I pray for strength for them and encouragement from other people, consolation um, for quiet sitting together and for meals to be brought and for a lifetime of people ministering to them and mothering to them and, and helping them through each season. God, there are many in this church and there will be many more throughout the years who will have Christmases without somebody that they love and special occasions without someone that they love. God, I pray that you would be the one that we love the most and know that we are loved by you the most and that you never leave us and you never forsake us. You cannot be taken away. And we find comfort there and there alone. And in that, we will have refuge no matter where we are, no matter who we lose. I pray that that would be true for each one of us as we continue to age and continue to change and continue to lose friends and family members. I pray that we would be an encouragement to those who have lost family, an encouragement to Eric's uh, family as well as he has passed away. And for Chuck Williams and his mother has passed away as well. I pray for his family. God, we just thank you for this season of hope where a Savior is born into the world, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Anointed One, who saves, who rules over all, and who is King of Kings. God, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you and to hear of you and to praise you and to be comforted by you, to be given hope and strength that we can pass on then to each other and to others who do not know you yet. Help us to be uh, like the angels who uh, were heralds of this great King and that we would share with others uh, the great gospel message that a Savior has come into the world to save sinners of whom we are the chief of sinners. Thank you for this day that you have made in Christ's name. Amen. Sammy will be coming up now. Little Samuel Menser, where is he at? There he is. <coughs> And you can play whenever you're ready, Sammy, okay? I'm going to have Selah.
play her song now instead of after the choruses. always amazing how God uses each one of us in different ways with different gifts and different talents uh, whether we want to do it or not I don't think any of my kids and maybe one loves piano lessons um, they like to play sometimes and all that but not necessarily lessons but mom and dad say you have to do lessons so what you're seeing is more like uh, the joy of obedience. <laughs> uh, but as well, um, those things that we don't want to do sometimes uh, are great ministering to other people. And sometimes we think, well, I don't want to do it, and God knows my heart, so he doesn't want me to do it because my heart's not in the right place. Um, but even sometimes when we don't want to do it, our heart's not necessarily in the right place, it can still minister to a lot of people and be a blessing to a lot of people. Now, Sayla has changed. She likes to play piano up here. She actually 
one Sunday I was like, you don't have to play. She's like, oh, I want to play. I already talked to grandpa. I'm going to play. So that's changed. But each of us is the same way. There's things we love to do in ministry. There's things we don't like to do that's in ministry. But all of them are necessary to do. And uh, we praise God for different gifts. I cannot do that on the piano. I can do other things. And some of you are amazing at working on cars. And some of you construction. And some of you can bake like there's nobody's business. You know, and everybody's got a different gift and different joy. And that's why I like to encourage you all to come together as a church family and to be together and to learn from each other because we need each other. We are the body and uh, we need all the parts to be working together. So praise God we can be here this morning. Let's stand together and sing Emmanuel Hollywood Manger Ground. I just want to say next week um, we're doing a children's program. It didn't get in the bulletin because I wasn't exactly sure if it would work out for next week. So you'll want to be here for that. Some of them will be playing a little accompaniment on the piano. And they'll all be up front from high school down to the nursery. So I'd like to have you all see that. What hope we hold this starlit night A king is born in Bethlehem Our journey long we seek the light That leads to the hallowed manger ground What fear we felt in the silent age Four hundred years can he be found, but broken by a baby's cry, rejoice in the hallowed manger ground. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God his brow and we beheld this offering exalted now the king of kings praise God for the hallowed manger ground Emmanuel, Emmanuel, 
Sing, Behold Our God together. Who has held the oceans in his hands? Who has numbered every grain of sand? tremble at his voice all creation rises to rejoice behold our God seated on his throne come let us adore him behold our King Thank you. 
behold our God seated on his throne come let us adore him behold our king nothing can compare come let us adore behold our God seated on his throne come let us adore him behold our king nothing can compare come let us adore him you may be seated Junior church, ages four to seven, can be dismissed at this time. My schedule is planned to be that we will cover the three messages of the angel today. Next week, we will do the birth of John, and the following week, the birth of Jesus Christ, and the last week, the worship of the shepherds. That'll be the last time the angel comes as well. That'll be the fourth visit of the angel. So I'm holding back from that one until the end of the month. So if you want to hear that message, you have to come back and, and hear it. My, I was struck as I studied that this angel appears to come four times for the birth of Christ for different portions of it. And um, he's talked about once in the Old Testament by name, and that's when he goes and visits Daniel. And that's the angel Gabriel, which you'll see that in the, some of the discussions. I couldn't guarantee that Gabriel's the one that does it all, but he seems to be the one the Lord's using for this. So I'm going to stick with it and, and say that it was. You can all decide that maybe it wasn't. That's up to you. You won't come up with another name because nothing's named. I'm just figuring he delivered all the messages during this time. Um, so... As we get into this, it's, we're going to cover a lot of territory kind of rapidly. You know, sometimes you get delivered a message from somebody. Um, I like to joke that what happened here is God was trying to get a message to me, and he had to use a two-by-four. That isn't what actually happened. This instead was an act of stupidity, and I have paid the price for it. And that's Okay. Sometimes we have to learn the hard way. And it, it, but it did give me some ideas as I was studying and, and trying to grasp 
what God would want me to do. And I had read all those verses because we're going to cover a large portion of that, but not 100%. I'll let you fill in the gaps that I don't cover. But the first one we want to go to is the angel coming to Zechariah. Now, the setup for Zechariah and the angel was that this is the time when Herod's king of Judea and Zechariah was in the priestly line and so was his wife. And he was to take his turn and they did it by lot. I don't know if you know what that means. They basically drew straws. They did it by lot. And it was his, his turn to draw the right one. And he ended up in the temple alone lighting the altar of incense. Now, while he's in there, lots of people outside praying. Um, Zachariah had made it a point of praying for his wife and uh, apparently and wanting her to have a child. And now they're old. In fact, the scripture says they're very old. Um, I feel very old, especially today. And, but, um, you know, very old, subjective. Uh, for me, it depends on the day we're talking about. Today, I'm a little older than I was other times in my life. Um, Tom talked about here a little while with me. He says, I can't do the things I used to do as fast as I used to do them. He feels old. Well, I don't think Tom still feels very old, but he feels old. Um, you know, it's relative to how we live our lives and how, what we can do. Well, here they're old. They're old enough that they're not expecting to have any children. And yet he's continued to pray for his barren wife. And so... He's in there at the time of incense, and it says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Now, from what you know of angels, do you think this would have been a surprise? Would you have been surprised? Would you be surprised if an angel showed up today? What kind of reaction would you have? Yes, but this wasn't one unaware. This is not entertaining an angel unaware. This is entertaining an angel that was making sure he knew he was an angel. And what usually happens when an angel shows up on the scene? People are afraid. Many times they fall to the ground. In fact, in Revelation, uh, John fell to the ground and the angel said, don't do that. I'm just a fellow servant of the Lord. Get back up. All the time, an angel usually says, do not be afraid. And here, the, when Zachariah saw him, he says he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Now, he's very old. And he says his wife is very old. And yet, don't be afraid, your wife is going to bear a child, a son, and you'll name him John. Now, it's interesting when you th think about 
how they named their children. That would not have been the name they normally would have given to this child. They would have named him after his father, Zechariah. But the angel overruled this, said you're to call him John. And he tells him what he's going to get out of this. This is going to be an incredible situation. He says he'll be great in the sight of God. He'll bring joy and delight to many. Many will rejoice because of his birth. Well, you're not expected to have a child. I would think you would delight in this, in this birth, but this is named even better than that. This will be a rejoicing that comes for a whole different reason, for more than just the fact she's having a son. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He's never to take any wine or other fermented drink. No drink that would have any kind of alcohol in it at all. He's to be uh, set aside, set apart before for God to serve. And as he continues on with the discussion, he says he will go be, he's going to bring many people of Israel to the Lord their God, back to the Lord their God. Israel had strayed away. People were not walking with God. And he said, John will be the one that will bring them back, many people back to Israel and to their God. As he goes on, he says, and he will go before the Lord in the power and spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So he's going to come in power. He's going to come in power and in strength, and he's going to be unique. Now what you know about John the Baptist, is it unique? He wore what kind of clothes? Basically skins or burlap sacks, or, and he had a belt of leather about him. <laughs> And what did he eat? Honey and locusts. Does that sound kind of unique to you? It's not a diet I would want, but apparently he enjoyed it. And, uh, and he stayed separate. He stayed apart, set apart to God to serve him. Now, this created a problem for Zechariah. I don't think I'm on yet, am I? Oh, I am? Huh. I didn't think I turned it on, so. Okay, I keep moving out here. If I keep moving out and you can't hear me, I didn't want that to happen. So, Zachariah had a real problem, and he wanted a sign. So he said, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Wasn't that kind? I'm an old man and my wife, she's well along in years, but not, not like me, but well along. I think he was being kind. But the problem line is, his wife was past bearing. It was an old couple. 
Is that your phone, dear? Yes. <laughs> She's always telling me to make sure my phone's shut off, so I had to pick on her. It's terrible to have the, her husband the preacher when your phone goes off. So he says to the angel Gabriel, how can I be sure of this? Give me a sign. How am I going to know for sure that you do this? Now, it's interesting to me, Gabriel's response. He says, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. Now, think about this. He's in the presence of God. He comes to you. And what does he expect? I mean, you startled him. You scared him. You've told him not to be afraid, but you're still an angel of God. Is he really expecting you to question what he says? I think he finds it kind of humorous that you would even question him. I don't think he's at all put out. All he is is he can't believe that he, an angel of the Lord, who's in the very presence of God, and now he's brought God's message to you, that you would even question the message. That just, it, it, I don't think it even works in his head to think that way. And so I think it's like a shock to the angel that, that Zachariah would ask for this sign. But since he's brought this good news and he wants a sign, he says, okay, and now you'll be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. Because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. How would you like that to be the result of a sign? Okay. Ma Woolet, you're going to have a child. And you just can't believe the angel. Now you can't speak until she has it. <laughs> Is that a shock? That, you probably don't know when he has not been able to speak. So, <laughs> But the bottom line is, that would be a shock to us. If I couldn't talk, my wife would wonder what was wrong with me. Um, the bottom line is, it's something you do. You talk. Sometimes you say things you shouldn't say, like Zachariah here. I kind of like to have a sign. Okay, the bottom line is, here it is. You don't get to talk until your wife has this child. So he comes out from there, and what's the res response? Zachariah's response is, I, I don't think I can believe this. He's incredulous. Can't hardly believe it's true. Gabriel responds to that, and his sign is, won't be able to speak until the baby's born. And then he comes out of there after his service is completed to return home, and he says, it says that, uh, wondering why it stayed so long. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple because he kept making signs to them. I don't know what kind of signs, but he was trying to get them to understand, but remained unable to speak. 
So when his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. For five months, she remained in seclusion without going out anywhere. The Lord has uh, done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Now, if you understood the culture at the time, not having a child, especially a male child, would have been a disgrace. She would have wanted to be able to give him a male child to follow in his steps and to take his name. And uh, even more so because they were in priestly lines. Became even more important. Here, the Lord had fulfilled all of that for her. And she waited for a while. Um, sometimes I know in uh, women get pregnant today, they don't want to tell anybody for two or three months at least to make sure that everything's okay. Then you can start talking about it. Here she kind of stayed out of public eye for about five months and then she began to move about and let people know that she was going to have a child. Um, now, during this time, Zachariah can't talk. You're not going to hear any more about Zachariah until we tell his story next week. But I wanted you to get the angel's message. The angel came to give a message of great joy to them, that there would be born to them a child, but his name would be John, and he had a particular purpose to follow sort of in the footsteps of Elijah, that he would be the one who would, according to Old Testament, foreshadow the coming of Christ. So here was John. He was going to be coming on the scene. Elizabeth became pregnant, and now it's just a matter of time. Now, we're going to shorten up nine months to just one week, and you'll hear about it next week. The second message comes in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. God sent the angel Gabriel again to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored of God. The Lord is with you. Now, that statement, highly favored, is used one other time in Scripture, and it's about us. That we're highly favored in the beloved. That we have that same remarkable uh, relationship with God, that we are considered highly favored. But here it's to Mary, to give Mary this position of being highly favored, a greeting. This greeting bothered Mary. She was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Now put yourself in Mary's shoes. Mary's probably somewhere in her teens, 14, 15, and she's betrothed to be married, and uh, an angel shows up to talk to her. Again, angels are usually pretty easy to spot. And she recognizes and is troubled by his presence. He's given her an amazing greeting. Hail thou most highly favored of God. You know, 
I go to my daughter, I say, hi, my favorite daughter. <laughs> she, of course, I can say that because she's the only one. If I had two, I'd have to be a little more careful about that. But the bottom line is the Lord comes and says, Hail thou most highly favored of God. Mary's troubled, wonders. But the angel says to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. So, you're a young girl, betrothed to be married, and an angel comes and says, you're going to conceive and have a child, and you're to call his name Jesus. This angel's very directive, comes from God, gives direct things that they're to do. Call yours John, call yours Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. That's pretty big. That's her son's going to be this. And she has a slight problem. She says, how will this be? I'm a virgin. How can this happen? The son of the most high. That's incredible. The angel answered. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called God the Son. He is God the Son. Come in the flesh. Remember last week we did uh, John 1 and the Word was to become flesh and dwell among us. And here that response is is that this one will be a child that's caused by the Holy Spirit and God's power. There'll be no man involved so that this young man will be without sin. He'll have no nature to sin because the sin nature comes through the Father. And he is a creation directly from God into the womb of Mary. So imagine you haven't had any relations with the man you're going to marry. You've been faithful and now you're going to be with child given to you through the Holy Spirit and his power. If I were Mary, I'd be having a rough time figuring this out, wouldn't you? Now, you looked at Zachariah and Elizabeth. Zachariah was older. He struggled believing the angel. So he wanted a sign. Here, Mary just wants to know, how can it happen? I'm a virgin. And so he tells her. And then he gives her an extra proof of what's happening. He says, 
Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word of God will ever fail. This was God's promise to them, and God fulfilled it. And as sort of a, to me, an extra proof of what he's going to do, he says, oh yeah, let me tell you about Elizabeth. She's going to have a child. She's six months pregnant. Now what's Mary's response to no word of God will ever fail? Because if no word of God ever fails, what's going to happen to her? She's going to get pregnant. She's going to have the son of the most high as a baby. Her response is different than Zachariah's. Her response is, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answers, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. A little different than Zachariah's, isn't it? I can't believe it's going to happen. She says, oh, I'm your servant. This is what you want to do. Fulfill your word in me. Complete this. Do this thing. I'm a willing servant of yours. That's a remarkable statement from a young girl. Now, if we went into the next verse, it would tell you that Mary got ready and hurried to the town where Elizabeth was so she could find out that, and be there. But that's another story. So we don't want to get to that yet. We have had two messages from the angel, both of them remarkable. This one here reminds you that he will be the son of the Most High, call his name Jesus. The name Jesus means Jehovah's salvation. Because in a minute we'll read the one for, for Joseph, and he'll call him Jehovah is salvation, or Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This is what he's going to come for. So we get back into Matthew in chapter 1, in verse 18, it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And Joseph's response was, well, she some way has not been faithful to me, so I don't want to publicly disgrace her. I'll just quietly divorce her on the side. I'll do it quietly. I'm, he was a good man, a man who would be kind in a society that wasn't always kind. And he didn't understand the whole thing yet, but because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Now apparently, when an angel comes in a dream, it's just about as scary as when they come in person. 
Because the next statement is, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid and do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. So this is all set up. Joseph, who was considering divorcing his wife quietly, now decides to take her as his wife because he's to have a child, a child of the Most High God would be born into his family. And he would save their people from their sin. These are remarkable messages. These aren't your average everyday message. We delight in hearing that somebody's going to give birth, don't we? Get excited, new child. It's cool. It's fun to hear. And we get excited about it. These messages would take excitement way past what we're used to. This is not going to be the average child. John is going to be unique. He's going to be a forerunner of Jesus Christ. He's going to point to him and remark on him being the lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Christ is a child of the Most High God. It's God the Son coming in the flesh to live on this earth, to one day die on a cross. All this, it says, took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Zechariah had a questionable approach to what happened. He said, I have trouble believing this. Give me a sign. Mary said, I'm your servant. Let it be as you said. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. He did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to the son and he gave him the name Jesus. How would you like to have the angel's job? How would you have liked to deliver those three messages? Remarkable messages. A child to an old couple who would never have had another child. And they would have the one who would be the prophet who would cry out that people would prepare the way of the Lord. And he would point to Jesus Christ. To be able to go to Mary and say, you're going to have a son. And it will be God the Son, the Most High. And he'll be given the kingdom. He'll reign forever and ever. And then Joseph. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. 
because you're going to be the one who cares for this son, God the Son. You're going to be the one, and you need to be there. Mary and Joseph respond quickly to saying yes. Zachariah struggled. It's not much unlike us, is it? You know, we've been given the word of God, and don't we struggle to do what God wants us to do? One of the passages I thought of as I was closing up, thinking of what I was going to say, I thought of two places in Matthew and in 1 Peter. They're statements given to us as his children. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, he says, uh, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am always with you to the very end of the age. Command to us. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, Do not fear threats, do not be frightened, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Do this with gentleness and respect. And he goes on some more. But two statements made to us from the Lord himself, as if the angel had come and told you. Go and tell others. Be ready to give an answer. Don't be quiet about this. This is important news. You know Jesus Christ, the Lord, is your Savior. Do we find ourselves struggling with, can I do this? Can I manage this? Could God really give me the ability to tell others about his son, Jesus Christ? Can I really have the fortitude to do this? Each time as the angel gave his messages, they had to decide to believe and follow God. To me, God gives to us similar messages. Will you believe and follow God? You could ask for a sign, but be careful. You don't ever know what you're getting when you ask for a sign from God. Instead, maybe we just need to say, Lord, I'm your servant. I will do this. Look what you've given to me. You love me. Have a word of prayer. Gracious Father, you're an amazing God. As I think of these scriptures and the responses of these ones, uh, as Zechariah responded, 
uh, with question and uh, uncertainty. He had to be quiet and wait. As Mary heard the message from the angel, she accepted and grabbed hold of the truth and believed. And as Joseph heard the message, he took her as his wife and did as God told him to do. Help us, Lord, to be just as willing to go as, as we have a message that should be full of great joy as these three messages would have been. Help us to joyfully proclaim Jesus Christ to the world. What an incredible realization that Christ has made himself known to us. Help us, Lord, to make him known to others. In your son's precious name, amen. I don't know that, oh, you're here, okay. <laughs> you can turn in your hymnals or follow along. Uh, Joy to the World on page 104. Joy to the World, page 104, we'll sing together. <clears throat> Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven sing joy to the earth the Savior reigns let men their songs employ well hills and floods rocks, fields and plains repeat the sounding joy repeat the sounding joy Repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows doom, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His right. And wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, there's on, there's on his love. Thank you, and you are dismissed. Good plan. I'm glad I got to hear that song. That's amazing.
Yes.